Hi there. This is Neil Satin, the host of Relationship Alive. The Relationship Alive podcast is my offering to you to support you in having the best possible relationship. So if you're finding it to be helpful, please consider a donation to help support the podcast. In order to do that, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And thank you so much for your help in ensuring that we can continue. Also, today's show is sponsored in part by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life and a thriving relationship. For $30 off your first month, visit Talkspace.com alive and use the coupon code alive. Oh, and one last thing I wanted to mention before we get started. This show is going to be about vulnerability and taking risks and being courageous and also being willing to be imperfect. And as you might imagine, in order to show up that way, it's helpful if you know how to communicate in a way that connects you with your partner, no matter what you're communicating about. So I put together a free guide that covers my top three relationship communication secrets. To download that, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com relate, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. All right, I think that's it. It's time to get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. The tentative title for today's show was something like, I'm not perfect and neither are you. But of course, I feel like we are perfect in many ways in our imperfection. And that is what today's episode is going to be about. It's this question of how do we get past our desire to be perfect or our partner's desire for us to be perfect or any way that perfectionism is getting in the way of us showing up fully in our relationship. So we're going to talk about how to not let your perfectionism get the best of you, or your partner's perfectionism for that matter. I'd also like to introduce something new in this episode of the Relationship Alive podcast. You may not know that I am also a musician, and I love music. I love the way that music can give you a felt emotional experience and really put you inside the ears, the eyes, the heart of whoever wrote the song. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes it's not so great. But I wanted to take the opportunity to feature songs that are about things in relationship that are maybe pertinent to the topic of the particular episode. So if you know of a band with an amazing song about love or about relationship or about growing or whatever it is, let me know. You can reach me at neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S at neilsatin.com. 
If it's a well-known band, I probably won't be able to use the song because it costs a lot of money to purchase the licensing from major label artists. On the other hand, I would love to offer a band the exposure of thousands upon thousands of listens that being on the Relationship Alive podcast can offer. And, and at the same time, I would love you to hear new music along with me. So um, probably if the band is something local to your area or to your region um, or an indie label artist where they, they have their own label, then that might be the perfect kind of band to send my way. And to kick it off, I wanted to tell you a little story. About two and a half years ago, I got together with a friend of mine who is also a musician, and we decided that we would support each other through the process of recording our music and making an album. And well, here we are two and a half or so years later, and I have a podcast. And of course, I'm really excited to be here with you every week for the podcast. But my friend Dave, he has an album, and it's pretty amazing. So I'm going to kick off this featured music series with a song by David Grant and The Reveals from their new album, Because Tomorrow. The song is called Uncertifiable, and I'm going to play not the whole song, just the first part of it. I think you'll get why I'm playing this song as you listen to the lyrics. So take it away, David Grant and The Reveals the song Uncertifiable. It humbles me to be with you to see you do what you can do when I know you can see me too it humbles me to be with you well I could walk the line so carefully choose my words soberly but you would like a drink or two I don't know what I'm gonna do It humbles me to be with you There's nothing in your eyes that shine we could ever own You got me on the edge of myself And I'm thinking if you come with me we'll both get shown The safest way to cross the street The safest way for us to meet It isn't what you had in mind It comes out different every time Trust the undefinable Make space for the unassignable Can you love the uncertifiable me? That was the first part of the song Uncertifiable by the band David Grant and The Reveals. Their album Because Tomorrow is available on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, and I will have links to all of those in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at neilsatin.com slash 115 for episode 115. And I'll play a little bit more of that song at the end of the episode. But in the meantime, yeah, can you love the uncertifiable me? When I first heard that, what I felt was so... Uh, joyous, actually, in realizing just what it's like to be in relationship, that that's, in a sense, what we're asking of each other, because you know, 
And I know that when we show up for relationship, there are those aspects of us that we love and we want people to see those things. We want them to see the ways that we're special, the ways that we shine in the world. And so much of this show has been about creating opportunities to shine brighter and brighter, right? Because I want you to be more of you in your relationship and to show you how to encourage your partner to be more of them too. And of course, it's not all roses. There are parts of us that, that aren't pretty. And part of the question that we bring to relationship at least in its initial stages, is can you love all of me? Can you look at me, can you look at my faults and accept me for who I am? Can you not judge me? Can you not shame me? Can you love all of me? And we have different ways of asking that question of our partner. Sometimes it's that we uh, only choose to reveal parts of ourselves. We reveal the parts that we know will be okay with our partner or that we suspect will be okay. But as you uncover deeper and deeper levels of safety in your relationship, this is one of the biggest ironies, that the safer you are, then not only are you safe to show up in all of your greatness, but you are also safe, hopefully, to reveal the parts of you that you've held, uh, that you've held privately, apart from maybe anyone. The parts of you that you're afraid won't get love or respect, or maybe that you're just trying to figure out, but you have to figure it out on your own because... There's no one there for you to share with, with whom you feel safe. But the thing is, the safer you feel in relationship, the more those things have a, a tendency to bubble to the surface. And this happens in stages. So the level of safety that you feel at the beginning of your relationship allows you to unveil certain parts of your imperfection. And then you get safer. And then you can reveal more. And the thing is that the more of you that you can reveal, then the more you're able to find intimacy with your partner. Because part of the magical sauce of intimacy is knowing that you are completely okay in another person's eyes. Now, that's not all the magical sauce. In fact, another really important part of your own development is realizing that you're okay in your own eyes, that you actually don't need someone else's approval. It's not so much about the approval, though. It's the vulnerability in being willing to not be perfect. And that's so hard because we want, or at least I do, we want relationship to be perfect. And it can feel perfect at first, or at least you can get shades of perfection, especially with the rosy colored honeymoon glasses on at the beginning of a relationship. But often 
there are little cracks that start to appear in the surface and you can turn a blind eye to them and hopefully that will last. You can um, just smash them and that could create a lot of collateral damage in your relationship. Or you find ways to see what is really there without judgment, but in a way that often can melt the structures that surround those cracks and bring them together in a way that fuses them. And this is something that we've talked about over and over again. In fact, in my most recent solo episode, How to Get Through a Dark Time, we talked about this process of how to get through and find that stronger place on the other side. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that process here because you can get it in that other episode. I want to talk about the ways that we see ourselves. So can you get in touch with the parts of you that you're not proud of? Can you get in, t- in touch with the parts of yourself that make you angry or that depress you or that you feel aren't that glamorous? Often this sense of ourselves as imperfect and Um, deserving of shame or reproach, it's based on a false sense of self because beneath that, there is a layer of you that actually is totally whole and perfect just as you are. And in fact, we're going to have uh, one of the authors of Undefended Love on the show very soon to talk about this process of how you get to that part, your essential self your essence, so that as much as possible, you're coming from the part of you that is, let's just say, as close to perfection as you're going to get. But meanwhile, there are these other parts of us that don't shine so brightly. So can you get in touch with what that is for you? It's usually really easy to see what that is in your partner, or in another person. It is so easy to find another person's faults. And that's because our systems are wired for danger, to sense danger. And generally, when someone does something that's a little messed up, that we are we experience that on some level as hurt or as putting us in danger. So it's really easy to tune in to all the ways that other people are... Um, not shining their brightest. But let's put that on hold because that's where we get into our desire for everything to be perfect. You know, if only I could fix X, Y, and Z about my partner, then everything would be perfect. You know, they would, if I could fix these things, then Chloe, my wife, would, um, she would conform to me perfectly, right? If I could fix things, these things about her so she didn't have to see the ways in which I'm weak or the ways in which I check out of our relationship or the ways in which I turn off instead of leaning in. If I could just fix her so she didn't see those things or didn't trigger those things in me, then all would be well, right? Well, it's easy to think that way. Um, it's also easy to think that, well, I'm, you know, I've done all the work I can do on me. And so if that's true for you, 
if you have actually attained perfection, then please do drop me a line because I think I want to have you on the show to talk about that process. But I think that what's more likely is when you look at yourself and when I'm saying things like, yeah, what are the things about you that you're less than proud of or you wish were different or, um, you know, that you're maybe keeping a secret or that are something that you are trying to avoid in the ways that you interact with your partner or with the world. If you just shine a light on those things, it doesn't have to be a bright spotlight, right? We're not, we're not going to put a magnifying glass over it and burn it away. That's not what I'm looking for. I just want you to get real with you and to get real with the ways that you are not perfect. And I want you to know that it's okay. It's actually totally okay to not be perfect. And it's totally okay to have this question that Dave so lovingly places in his song, can you love this part of me? Can you, can you love the parts of me that aren't glamorous, that are maybe even a little crazy, or I'm afraid they're crazy? Now, this doesn't mean that I don't want you to find healing. But the only way to find healing is to be able to look at yourself clearly. And sometimes that takes the help of a therapist. And as we discussed on my last episode um, with Jeff Zeig, that was all about how to find the therapist that's right for you and how to get the most out of therapy. So I definitely encourage you to listen to that episode. And you've probably noticed that Talkspace is sponsoring the show now. And I really like Talkspace because they make getting support so accessible for you. And if you're curious about Talkspace, you can visit Talkspace.com slash alive and get $30 off your first month of online therapy with them. And they, they make it really affordable for you. So in some ways, you have no excuse for not like getting, for not getting help around the things that are hard for you. And sometimes that information is all that's really needed to help your partner accept that part of you for them to know, hey, like I do this and I'm not cool with it and you're probably not cool with it. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get help for it. And your partner may say, well, I never even knew that was true. And they may be shocked. I mean, it's possible that they'll be like, wow, you were, you were hiding that from me this whole time. That's hard. Um, you may have some things to work through around that. But hopefully this comes as part of a process that along with seeing your own imperfections, one of the goals here is for you to experience compassion around your partner's imperfections, to realize that it is okay to have, quote unquote, something wrong with you. It's okay. We all do. The question that I always ask is, what are you going to do about it? Now, some of those things, maybe they're changeable, maybe they're not. If they're not changeable, then maybe you find really good ways to be in relationship to those parts of you so that they're not um, 
shut away in the darkness or something that you feel like you have to hide about or that you're in shame around. Like, I don't want that experience for you. My guess is, though, that probably 95% of the time, and this isn't scientific, so I'm sorry that I don't have a study to back this up, but let's just say that most of the time there is something you can do. But the only way you're going to do it is if you're looking at it clearly and if you are blessed by being in a relationship where you have the love of your partner then being able to bring it into the light of your relationship and to experience acceptance and attunement with your partner, then that in and of itself can be so incredibly healing. So how do you set the stage to actually bring some of these parts of you into the light? Well, it is really important to create safety in your relationship to do that. So you need to examine what the safety of your relationship is actually like. And again, this is something that I talk about back in episode 113. I talk about how presence creates safety, how the way you communicate creates safety, and how the container of your relationship, your agreements around what you do and do not do, um, your vision for your relationship, how all of these things create safety. So again, encouraging you to listen to episode 113. You need safety both for yourself and for your partner because when you bring something into the light that you're not proud of or something that embarrasses you or something that you're afraid makes you unlovable or unworthy or any of those things, then it's helpful to know that your partner isn't going to just get up and slam the door on you. So if you have something really big to talk about, this is definitely a time when I would suggest getting help from a coach or a therapist, or if you have a trusted friend, maybe to even just have them there. Um, as a third party in the room to help you navigate the conversation. So that is one part. I will say, you know, when I think about why this is important, on the, the, on the flip side of this is that it's very common in relationships for both partners to feel like they are being the ones who are, they are the ones who are being blamed for things like that so i might feel like my partner thinks that i'm all messed up or that i'm always making mistakes and in my head i may say you know well you know she's not that perfect too either you know like you know and sometimes you may just blurt that sort of thing out you know well you blah 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 you know so you can get into that kind of escalated blame argument which typically isn't very helpful so it can be really helpful for your partner to have you stepping forward and admitting that you actually see the parts of yourself that aren't so perfect and that you are willing to hear the impact of those things on your partner or the impact of hiding those things 
on your partner. It's going to create some very interesting conversations that will take you to a deeper level of intimacy and knowing each other. And it may create, it may stir things up. This is why I've mentioned getting help about a dozen times now. Um, because when things get stirred up, you sometimes you need help to hold the container of your relationship and keep everyone safe. But in the end, it's actually a relief to you to be more fully who you are, even the parts of you that you think might not be so pretty. And it's a relief for your partner to experience you with that kind of reality. And it could be something that ultimately is kind of silly. And your partner is like, you know, like, of course I still love you. Like, who cares about that? Like, I don't mind that you, you know, have to blow your nose 10 times before you're willing to come to bed at night. I'm just making something silly up. Although, you know, if that is what's going on for you, I'm, I hope I'm not offending you by saying it's silly. But the idea is you may find that some things that you've kept secret um, actually aren't that big a deal to your partner anyway, and that they are perfectly willing to show up and love you and embrace you in all of that that you are. Or you may tell them something where they're like, wow, um, I never knew that about you. And in that case, you might even want to preface what you say with, you know, I want to tell you some things about me, things that I feel a lot of shame about or I'm, I'm embarrassed by, and, but I know that I'm avoiding them with you. And, and I know that the avoiding is taking energy away from our connection. So I'm hoping that I can tell you these things and that as much as possible, you can not judge me for them. I'm telling you them because I really could use acceptance and love despite these parts of me. And I'm wondering if you think you could do that. And then wait for an answer from your partner. Because when you ask them that, they may say, uh, you know, what kind of things are you talking about? That makes me nervous. Um, they may suggest sitting with a, with a therapist in order to have the conversation. Or they may say, sure, sure, I'm, I'm totally willing to have that conversation with you. Um, let's do it. Let's create time to have that conversation. Um, you may also ask, is there anything you need from me in order to help you feel safe when we're having this conversation and see what your partner says? So even though you are being vulnerable and revealing things, um, it's helpful to get some insight from your partner about what would help them feel safe while they're hearing this from you. And then another great agreement to have is to recognize when either of you is getting triggered and to, to be okay with just stopping the conversation because your partner may need some time or space or integration in order to really process what you tell them in order to be able to come to a place of 
loving you no matter what all over again. So being upfront about all of that will help you have the conversation so that if triggers happen, you're able to say, whoa, okay, like we're getting triggered. Let's, let's step away from this conversation. And, you know, I just want to remind you that I love you. Um, this is all about creating safety and even deeper connection and intimacy. And I just want to be known by you. And it's really painful for me to keep this to myself. One last thing. If you are seeing a coach or a therapist, um, you may want to ask them what they think about your revealing, whatever it is you're going to reveal, and see what they say. Now, you can ask a friend, but what friends often do is they want to protect you and they want you to feel good and happy. And so it's more likely that your friend will just say, no, of course not. Like those things are better left kept in the dark. Why shine a light there? Now, if you've heard enough of the show, you know that I want, for the most part, our attention to be on the positive things, on what we want, on how we're growing, on how we're showing up for each other, um, on the things that make us feel good, on how we appreciate each other. That's where most of your energy should go. So the purpose of doing this is simply to allow yourself to be who you are, to be honest about who you are, and my wish for you is that you feel love from within yourself for who you are and that you recognize that it's okay to not be perfect and to not expect that of yourself and to be on a journey of growing and changing and being willing to see yourself honestly so that you can take that journey, so that that journey becomes more, uh, a little easier for you. When you're in denial, it's really hard to grow and change. Really challenging. And all of this self-awareness will hopefully be something that gives you compassion in terms of what you perceive and expect with your partner. So can you allow your partner to also be imperfect, to be growing, to be on their journey of healing? Can you not take things so personally and can you show them that you support them on their path of change while at the same time not judging them for who they are, not making them bad, not making them any less than you? Can you show up with fierce love for your partner and acceptance? So shine a little light and feel the the love and compassion for yourself and know that it's okay. Get support if you need it and set the stage for a conversation with your partner so that they can hopefully show up for you and love you in that space as well. So with that, I am going to let you hear the last part of Dave Grant and the Reveals song, Uncertifiable. And again, you can listen to them on iTunes and Spotify, and you can buy their album on Bandcamp. It's very reasonably priced. And uh, enjoy. And again, if you have any thoughts 
about music for the show or you want to tell me about your experiences communicating about this stuff with your partner or if you just need someone to confide in drop me a line my email address again is neilius n-e-i-l-i-u-s at neilsatin.com or you can find me in the relationship alive community on facebook Uh, so join us there As always, it is lovely to be here with you, and I look forward to seeing you next week. We are going to be joined by Alex Katahakis to talk about addiction, whether you're addicted to dating, addicted to sex, addicted to anything. What do we know about the neurobiology of addiction, and how can we, in relationship, find healing so that we can show up for monogamy. So that's coming next week, and I'm excited to join you then with Alex Katahakis. In the meantime, take care and take it away, David Grant and The Reveals. Make sure you check out their whole album called Because Tomorrow, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Bandcamp. See you next week. If my hands were free, I'd make a record on my phone. Then we can play it back from the start to the finish Find out how we got so thrown Can you love? I said, can you love? She said, can you love? Well, take a ride on the unrefined Love the uncertifiable me.